I'm that just saying it. you're allowed to press up on those receivers when you know Henry Ruggs ain't going to beat you over the top. Like, I can cover Zay Jones one-on-one. I can cover Brian Edwards one-on-one. I don't need the safety help. They can hang out out top. You get to be a little bit more aggressive when that speed threat is gone is all I'm saying. But, hey, back up only the time Brinks will pro- tell. Back up, back up the Brinks truck until Jesus comes home. You cannot guard Zay Jones one-on-one. You cannot guard Brian Edwards one-on-one. I would bet my life's work, not, savings, I'm future equity. Me. I'm saying I thought you said you. I'm saying the average NFL court, Joe Schmo, Eli Apple. Who you betting on? Always on black, bad stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. We have passed the halfway mark of the season. We are into week 10. It is time to make some money on this show. We're giving out a Thursday night lean, a Sunday night lock, and as always, we'll be doing the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here are giving out five bets for the Sunday slate. Five bets for the Sunday slate that you can take. There also might be a little uh, hot potato action in the middle there to tell you a game you should stay away from. But boys, I want to start out with a story here, okay? Uh, we talked about on Tuesday how we were we were hitting you know a little bumpy patch of the NFL season. We made sacrifices to the gods up above to try and help us today, to try and help us make some money and pick some winners. And then this morning, Drew, I know you live now in Michigan, Dangles. You live in bumfuck Altadena out there, but I live in the true city of Los Angeles. <laughs> At least I own and a as, house. <laughs> as some people know out there. As some people know out there that every once in a while, parking in Los Angeles can be quite a tedious task, especially on days known as street sweeping days. Now, people who don't live in Los Angeles, street sweeping is when the city of Los Angeles pays for a pickup truck with a paintbrush on the back of it to go down the side of the road and move around some bramble and call it clean. They ticket (laughs) you if you're on the wrong side of the road. So... Lo and behold, I wake up this morning getting ready to go for a run, and my car, remember, is on the street sweeping side of the road. I get in it, start driving down my neighborhood, and that can be a prickly situation at that time when everyone is out there looking for parking. So, drive down. Before I even get off my street, I pass by a spot. And then I'm a little half asleep at this point, so I maybe trail it down a little bit, about three, four cars down before I stop, put my hazards on, start to back it up. Turns out a car behind me decides that he's going to try and take that spot that I have stopped for. Of course. So I reverse back. I roll my window down, and he rolls his down, and I say, hey, that's my spot. He says, what? I said, that's my spot. Now, again, I grew up in East Weymouth, Massachusetts. If I was him, I probably would have fought him a little more, saying, like, hey, you know, you were down the road. Does this have your name on it? Shit like that. (laughs) <laughs> but no, he tries to explain like, hey, you stopped down there and, you know, I thought it was open and blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him coldly and coolly and I said, that's my spot. And he put it in drive and he drove away and I parked my ass right there and <laughs> smiled to start this morning. Listen, if you're having trouble with your confidence, I don't condone bullying. I don't condone violence. But win a parking spot battle in your neighborhood <laughs> and you'll feel like you're on top of the world. And boys, I love the board this week. Inspiring, Tony Squares, uh, and very inspiring. I also was going to have a similar story of uh, when you're burping your son, he projectile uh, spits up, uh, you know. It's always good to it's it's always good to uh, hit it on the in the kitchen floor as opposed to the carpet. Easy cleanup. Uh, we're just going to clean up the mess that we had last two weeks. Let's just clean it up. It's just mm-hmm. a nice sweep of the wood floor. No, 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 no harm, no foul. Again, boys, it, this is a marathon. It's an 18 week marathon combined with four weeks of playoffs, 22 weeks of gaming opportunities. We're not going to let a couple two bad apples no. spoil our no. bushel. Let's go. Let's Make go. It right. Let's do it now. Let's start off the first bet of the day. It's time for the Thursday night 
lean. Now, Dangles, you're doing pretty well on the Thursday night leans. You're six and three on the I'm year. Great at Drew. bets we don't count for King of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm keeping track here. You're six and I know. three. Okay, you're doing well. Drew, you're five hundred, five and five. I've lost three straight Thursday night leans, Ugh. and I'm four and five. But again, that's my spot. It's time to pick a winner. Dangles, what do we have today? All right. Uh, Miami Gardens, Florida, the site of a beautiful Thursday night game. Just a short 25-minute drive, fellas. Hop, skip, and a jump over the bridge on the 195 if you want to get to South Beach. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson come to town taking on the Miami Dolphins, the Tuolus Miami Dolphins. Yep. This is going to be a tough one for them at home. The spread is seven and a half points. Oh, seven points. I'm sorry. The line's moved in the last uh, little while. We do record it at an undisclosed hour. Seven points now to the uh, Baltimore Ravens, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. The total in the game, 46 and a half points. And Miami, guys, is just a this a terrible squad. And I think with, you know, as long as the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, they can contend for a Super Bowl, potentially. The defense is questionable yeah. uh, and can be beat. That's the only, I think, the you know, the issue that I would bring up with them. But uh, the Ravens, a very good team offensively. Uh, and I guess I'll kick us off here, guys. I'm, I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. I've got him over nine and a half carries at minus 105 this Thursday night. He's hit this over uh, on total carries in five of eight games this year, has had no fewer than seven in any game this year, and he's had double-digit carries five of eight games. I think he ran for 120 uh, last week. Uh, Miami stinks. Also, <laughs> it's, a bottom, it's a bottom third defense DVOA team, and they have yet to face a team really this year with a mobile quarterback. That defense is not good. I think Lamar Jackson, as he has been all year, you know, is a factor to be the lead rusher for for the the, the Ravens, and I'm banking on him doing that this Thursday. I've got the uh, Lamar Jackson over on carries at nine and a half at minus one hundred five. Okay, okay. I mean, hey. Miami is a dumpster fire, so anything can happen in that game. And I was a little bit scared of taking the full spread in this game because mm -hmm. Baltimore likes to let these teams hang around. They needed a, a an NFL record field goal to beat the awful Detroit Lions. My, Minnesota is not up to par with this Baltimore team, and still they were up two touchdowns on Baltimore early. Do I think Miami can do that? I'm not sure, but I'm not entirely fully confident that Baltimore is going to come up and do business and cover this spread. And it is, as you said, Dangles, engine down to Miami. That means money's coming in on Miami. I'm going to do something for the first time ever on this show. We normally save the teasers for the teaser section of King of the Coast, but premiering now on the Thursday Night Lean is the Tony two-team teaser. Now I'm going to take a team here, and I'm also going to take a total. Okay, the first part is Baltimore's win in this game. You put them in a teaser, I have the utmost confidence in the world that they're beating Miami on Thursday night. Flip it around to the other side, I think Miami's going to be able to score a little bit on this Baltimore defense. Baltimore likes to give up big plays, and Miami, I mean, they're not good, but they're not exactly terrible. They can score when given the opportunity. You saw this against Houston. If they have a short field, if Baltimore commits a turnover, Miami can put the biscuit in the basket. On the other side, Baltimore is going to score a lot in this game, and they can hit at you from every angle, special teams, defense, and, of course, everything Lamar can do. So I'm taking Baltimore, I'm putting them down to minus .5, and I'm taking the total, putting it down to over 39.5. The Tony two-team teaser on Thursday total. There's a lot of tees, but in there, that's the bet. Drew, what do you got? Well, guys, I couldn't help. Um, this matchup reminded me of the last time Baltimore uh, went to South Beach, week one, of the 2019 NFL season. I remember it fondly because I was in Las Vegas for a good friend of the show, Brett Green's bachelor party. And uh, I had a thick boy, a meaty ticket on the Baltimore Ravens. I think at this very same spread, guys, if I'm not mistaken, it was about seven and a half in Miami. This was the initial tanking for two a season, if you remember. Oh. And uh, the Ravens, man, I think they won like 64 to five or something stupid. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did a, I did a Mary Poppins uh, skip up to the ticket counter, <laughs> cashed my ticket, and uh, went on to uh, have a night of debauchery. A uh, little different situation here. Um, we got a couple different trends. Like I said last week, uh, teams coming off uh, an overtime game playing on Thursday were 4-24. and 24. The Colts uh, did cover that, no uh, shit, so buck yeah. that trend. But obviously, the Mike White injury probably had something to do with that. Now, teams that are over a seven-point favorite – on a short week are 
Uh, 65% against the spread on these Thursday night games, kind of dictating short week. The more talented team is going to ride this out. So all I'm going to do here, guys, you guys said everything you need to know about the Dolphins. I don't like him at all. Uh, I don't know if I want a, a healthy percent or a banged up to a, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just going to give a very tiny lean here to the Ravens covering the seven. It's just a lean, but I do. I am in Tony's line of thinking. I love the teasing of the Ravens guys. This team just finds a way to win. And, and yeah. Lamar can, can cross that off his, 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 his uh, list of things he can't do. He can come back from double digits. He's done it multiple times this year. Yeah. Up till this year, that was that was his big one of his big things. Oh, he can't come. If you're down, you get you know, you they can't he yeah. can't do it. He got to run, 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 run. And and he's done it. He's done it multiple times this year from from double digits, I think three times. So I don't see the Ravens losing this game. I'll give a small lean to the Ravens minus seven, and I will put the raisin the ra- the raisins. I will put the Ravens in a tease. <laughs> that is all for the Thursday night lean. It's now time to play a little hot potato. Games you should stay away from and that's coming up next. West Coast Gamblers. Get ready race fans because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. All right, boys, we had to cut this out of last week's show, and we probably shouldn't have because there were many games we should have stayed away from last week. But this week, we put our brains to it. We're going to give out some hot potato games, games that if you hold on to it for too long, it's going to burn you. And I'm going first. Listen. It says a lot about the quarterback you drafted second overall last year that you're going to start a guy who injured his wrist, could not continue against th- on Thursday night football. You're going to start him instead of a Zach Wilson coming back from injury. Mike White's playing against these Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, who again should beat these awful teams. They've played the worst strength of schedule. I should say the easiest strength of schedule so far this season and clearly they could not beat the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Lost 9-6. to six. six points against the Jaguars' defense. I want no part of Buffalo Bills, who should be angry, who should be good, at Mike White and the New York Jets. Very excited to watch it. 11.5-point spread. I couldn't tell you if Mike White's going to cover or does he turn back into a pumpkin. I couldn't tell you if Josh Allen is going to keep playing at regular Josh Allen levels. Not MVP. Josh Allen just good. Josh Allen, I'm sorry, Buffalo Bowrock, but he's kind of just normal, okay? And this team, I don't know, man. I don't want anything to do with Buffalo at New York Jets. Dangles, what game are you avoiding this week? Well, if you're watching our YouTube uh, video cast on the Gaming Society YouTube page, you'll see me here in my Tom Brady goat shirt, and you know I'm a Patriots fan, and it pains me to say that this week my hot potato game is indeed the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots in New England. The, the Pats, as much as I love them, we haven't really had a win against a, a strong team this year with the exception of the three-point win over the Chargers. The only comparable defense to the defense that's coming into Gillette this weekend is the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We lost that game by two. And I think Cleveland is a you know question mark offensively. Do we get the Browns that hung 41 and 47 on the Bengals and Chargers respectively? Baker looked pretty good last week uh in that in that win. Or you know, do we get the team that managed just 14 against the Vikings and 10 against Pittsburgh, who does have a good defense, but still just 10 points against Pittsburgh when you're able to score 41 and 47. I, you know, I, I think it's a te- it's going to be a tempo thing. Cleveland's run defense could hamper our ability to sort of control the tempo of the game. It could mean Mac has to win with his arm. He's improved. He's been good. He's shown he can do this and wins against the Texans and the Chargers. Um, but I just I, I don't want any betting part of this game this weekend. At two points, this spread is it's just a little bit too close. I think a lot of different things could happen. I'm staying away from this one, but I you know I'll be watching it. It's good good news that Trent Brown's coming back to practice. That though, is good. I saw a picture of him uh, on Twitter uh, Wednesday. 
Thursday uh, heading to practice. That is a huge, huge help because Isaiah Wynn was just getting cooked exactly all last weekend yeah. by Miles Brian Garrett Burns was, on uh, that defense. Licking his lips, thinking about Isaiah Wynn. Instead, now he's got to play the Mountain. Trent Brown, Drew. What game are you staying away from this week, guys? I'm going to Nashville, and uh, I am going to literally take this hot potato and put it in tin foil and put it in a safe. I will not be touching this <laughs> hot potato. Uh, check my Twitter for my circuit picks because, you know, who knows? But, uh, no, seriously. <laughs> the Saints-Titans game, guys, stop me if you heard this before. I lean the Saints here. I really do. Now, I've lost money on the Titans the last four weeks. In fact, Monday, uh, my friend Ryan Hurd, who um, got nominated for a CMA spoiler, if you haven't seen it, he lost. Uh, very proud of him for getting nominated. Oh, well, um, dude, but Yeah, huge. <laughs> He, by the way, they tell him he loses before it's announced. He called me and was like, yeah, I didn't win. Oh, I was like, what? Man. I thought it was tonight. Yeah. That's it's not funny. That's so weak. <laughs> a little anticlimactic, but he's like, hey. So, so he was on the- alert, alert. He didn't win. Anyway. Anyway. But now go out there and smile he, while we call yeah. someone else's name. Jeez. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, he's like, I want to come on the pod and talk about how many times your record against teams that you bet Titans, uh, Vikings, Cardinals, and what your record is. And as you know, it's not good. Guys, this Titans team, again, nice victory on on Sunday Night Football. They had 194 total yards. Obviously, they were completely statistically dominating that game by the Rams. My old boy, Matthew Stafford, gift-wrapped them two touchdowns, 14 points in about 10 seconds. Um, This Titans team has to eventually eventually, be flat. I mean, they've had the four most amazing games of any team this NFL year. And then you go over to the Saints. I mean, this is a literally a zigzag team. I mean, beat the Packers, lose to the Panthers, uh, beat Patriots. the Patriots, yeah. lose to the Giants, beat the Bucks, lose to the Falcons. How in the world well, are you supposed to gamble on this team? I don't have any faith in, in, in Trevor Simeon Toast Crunch. I don't like Payson Hill. Uh, and all this Odell, Odell talk is nonsense. So for once, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to stay away from the hot potato that is the Saints and the Titans game. Well, I, I will say, uh, Drew, to answer Ryan Hurd's question, you're 1-4 when betting against the Titans this year or betting on Titans games this year, and you're 0-3 when betting on Arizona Cardinal games. Now, that 0-3 against the Arizona Cardinals does not count the many times in our season previews you just destroyed the Cardinals, and none of those are going <laughs> to yeah. win as well. But that's it. For the stay away game, that's it for the hot potato section. It's time now going to a very interesting Sunday night football game. I'm intrigued to see what these two idiots are thinking. I know my bet's going to win, and that's coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. All right, boys, whether you won or you lost on Sunday, you have one saving grace, and that's Sunday night football. A very interesting one, an AFC West showdown dangles. What do we have? Sunday night football. Just a hop, skip, and a jump, speaking of which, from here in Los Angeles uh, on the 15 freeway, about four-hour drive, uh, three and a half if you speed, to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, where we find the Las Vegas Raiders, who have just, they've just been going through it this year. They take on their division rival, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread right now in favor of the visiting Chiefs, so the Raiders are home dogs, and the uh, total, according to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, 51 and a half half points i mean good news for us and good news for our listeners that we have a kansas city game in a prime time slot me and dangles are only four and five on sunday night logs drew you six and three but all of us together we're 15 and two 15 and two when betting for or against kansas city chiefs 15 and two when betting on the kansas city chiefs that's a pretty damn good record okay we seem to know this team so i think we know we're going in this game i'll say something though We obviously know Henry Ruggs is no longer with the team, no longer in the NFL. And and people have been talking about all all year long or ever since this whole thing happened, how he left that he never really lived up to that first-round pick expectation. But this year he was seemingly, I did some research here, he was really putting it together. He only had 24 catches on the year, but he had 469 yards on those catches. Led the league in yards per catch. In fact, if you take out the last game against Philly where Darius Slay sort of took him out of the game completely, he was averaging 22 yards a grab, which is three yards better than the next person on the list. So him out of this offense, especially when he caught the ball 66% of the time, that's more than Devontae Adams, more than Stephon Diggs, more than Amari Cooper. He was turning into a reliable deep threat that took the top off of the defense. 
They don't have that anymore in Oakland, in, in Las Vegas, I should say. And can they replicate that with a guy like Deshaun Jackson, with a guy like Brian Edwards? Can they do that with Zay Jones? I'm not sure, and I don't think so. What I saw out of Kansas City against Green Bay scared the crap out of me if I'd be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But in this game, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, they all see the standings. And they know that if they win this game, they are in the driver's seat after a tumultuous first half of the season. They are in the driver's seat to take this uh, AFC West and have a home playoff game. It's right there for them. I'm taking Kansas City minus two and a half. I don't believe the Vegas Raiders are going to be able to replicate the offense that got them here. And I think Kansas City knows that they just need to win, baby. Just win, baby, to steal an Al Davis quote. KC minus two and a half. Dangles, where are you going? Let's have a beer bet, Tony. I have the Raiders at plus two and a half. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think, you know, for the exact same reasoning that you just mentioned about the Kansas City Chiefs and because they didn't win that game that would have put them in the driver's seat of their division, instead... Uh, you know they're now the uh, they're now in a situation where they could lose their lead if they lose this game here, and the Raiders know that. We all know about the Chiefs' offensive struggles over the last couple of weeks, and I just don't think they're going to get it going against this Raiders defense uh, after they just put up seven, uh, 13 points, I'm sorry, against your Packers without Aaron Rodgers, Tony. This pass rush is on the Raiders is is fairly formidable. Uh, formidable. Max Crosby uh, is leading the NFL in pressures with 50 this year and on a list that also includes Miles Garrett, Matthew Judon, and Jeffrey Simmons. And Yannick Ngakwe has racked up a few sacks himself as well. And Patrick Mahomes, I looked into this, he's a 41.2% completion percentage passer with five TDs and five picks under pressure this year that interception total is tied for second and worst in the league with uh Carr uh tied for second and Darnold in first you compare that to Mahomes with a clean pocket 74.6 percent completion percentage where he has 15 touchdowns and five picks I think this uh Oakland pass rush gets to him and them with a hurt offensive line on the Kansas City side and I think we see more of the same from Patrick Mahomes I have the Raiders covering this spread at home in a big division win at plus two and a half well we're on either side of that Drew you're six and three on Sunday night bets five and oh on Kansas City bets one and oh on Las Vegas Raiders bets where are you going my guy this isn't gonna be the only time I talk about this game on this show fellas so I'm gonna make this short and sweet <laughs> for my Sunday night lean I'm going uh I like this bet a lot and what I mean a lot I mean a lot I'm going Kansas City team total under 27 and a half Tony I can't say how wrong you are about this Chiefs you you, you are with the public here it just just thinking that oh they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna I've been on it for four weeks guys and I'm not the only one. There's something fundamentally wrong with this Kansas City football team. They have a entire new offensive line. Defenses have finally figured out how to literally defend Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm not saying again I'm not saying this is gonna be Mahomes is gonna be some average quarterback moving forward, but I'm telling you this year I think they really need an offseason or a buy or something to get them right. I don't like the body language. And the last five games, that Kansas City offense, that dynamic, big play offense, take the top off, blah, blah, blah. They've averaged 17.4 points, while the Raiders, the last five games, have given up an average of 16.5 points. Uh, what Dangle said about that pass for us is absolutely correct. One of the most, uh, I think, underrated units in football. I agree. Um, plus, plus an excellent run defense, not that Kansas City runs anyway. But um, I love this team total under 27.5. I think this is just grossly mispriced there's no way in god's green earth that this should be kansas city should be favorites uh, uh, on the road in listen, vegas this is a pick em game i'm all the i'm all there with you on kansas city's offensive struggles i'm, I'm not betting this and game. you're still betting him. hold on i'm not betting this game because i believe that they're just going to shake off the rest and be the 2020 kansas city chiefs is that the Vegas game that they played last week, though, is that because they played a good defense? Is that because they just needed to shake off? They were coming off of a bye week, and they couldn't score at all, the Vegas Raiders. Mean, so I think the I think Kansas City might hit that under 27.5. I think Vegas hits it as well. I think this is a low-scoring game. I understand Kansas City's I, defense is not very good, but I don't know if this Vegas Raiders offense is any good. Well, I agree with that, Tony, but as you know, football is a game of inches, and if you know Derek Carr throwing an out route, threw a foot behind his receiver, and I forget the Giants cornerback that stepped in front of it, but he made a great play, took it back for a pick six. If that doesn't happen, the Raiders win this game. This conversation is not happening. I mean, I, again, 
you play the game on the field. That was a bad throw, and it was a pick six. But it was that was the difference in the game right there. I'm that just saying it. you're allowed to press up on those receivers when you know Henry Ruggs ain't going to beat you over the top. Like, I can cover Zay Jones one-on-one. I can cover Brian Edwards one-on-one. I don't need the safety help. They can hang out out top. You get to be a little bit more aggressive when that speed threat is gone is all I'm saying. But, hey, back only up the time will pro- tell. Back up, back up the Brinks truck until Jesus comes home. You cannot guard Zay Jones one-on-one. You cannot guard Brent Edwards one-on-one. I would bet my life's work, not, savings, I'm future not equity. I'm me. I'm saying I thought you said you. I'm saying the average NFL court, Joe Schmo, Eli Apple. The, the Chiefs stink, and still nobody expects the Raiders to win this game. This team is the poster child for overcoming adversity. And beyond what we've seen on the field with Gruden and 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 Henry Ruggs and and this Arnett kid that they just had to cut after he crashed four rental cars and did some awful uh, other awful things. But you talk about like just over like Max Max Crosby and uh Darren Waller, guys who had addiction issues that overcame and had career years. They overcome adversity every week and they're doing it again this week. We'll see. Only time will tell, but that's it. For the Sunday Night Lock, a very interesting Sunday Night game. We're already arguing about it. I can't wait to see what King of the Coast <laughs> brings. And that is coming up next. West Coast Gamblers. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast. Time for the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here gives out five bets for the Sunday slate. We're giving out three sides, a total, and a teaser. We've been doing this all season long. Each of these bets gives us some points, their confidence rank. That first side we give out is one point. That second side we give out is two points. The teaser and the total are both worth two points apiece. And then finally we end with the backup, the Brinks Truck Special, worth a whopping three points. We've been doing this all year. And yours truly right now stands before you as king of the coast. 45 points of the year. One point ahead of Shea for the Sharp, who has 44. Dangles on the back end, 37 points. But plenty of time to catch up because, again, 10 points are available to be had this week. Dangles, let's start you off first. Your one-point side, where are we going? Let's go to Denver. I've got the Eagles covering a three-point spread in uh, at yeah at Denver, uh, the last time that Denver faced a quarterback like they're going to see with Jalen Hurts and a team that runs a lot of RPOs, they lost twenty three to seven to the Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, granted, is sure a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Um, but this Denver defense is hurt. They're missing guys. Uh, the Eagles like to run the ball. They've got the Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and Jalen Hurts thing going on for a three-headed monster. I think they're going to rely on on the RPO and that a lot this weekend. Uh, Den- Denver, meanwhile, bottom ten in the league and def- and rush defense DVOA. And I just I see this as a letdown spot for the for Denver after the surprise win last week over Dallas, where they led for like 56 minutes of or uh, you know the, of that game uh, and shut the Dallas Cowboys out. So I have the Eagles. Uh, covering a three-point spread against the Denver Broncos for my one-point side. Listen, I love football. I love the NFL, and you couldn't pay me to watch a minute of this football game. I hate both of these teams, but hey, I'm happy you're betting (laughs) on it. Dangles, uh, can I interest you in the uh, DVOA, what DVOA has as the first overall offense versus the 30th overall defense? Could I interest you in the first overall passing (laughs) offense versus the 30th overall passing defense? Could I interest you in PFF's third worst coverage unit versus PFF's sixth best wide receiver unit? Listen, I know it's a big number. I know this team played them close in the playoffs last year, but Tampa Bay is going to whoop the dick off of the Washington football team. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half is my one point side. I don't think it's even going to be close. Shay for the sharp. Tony Squares, the only bright spot of our week last week was the square and the sharp line for the backup, the Brinks truck. I think the first time in history. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so far, baby, one and oh. 
Well, fast forward a week, the shape, the the sh the, the sharp and the square will align on their one point side here. I'm in complete agreement with this. My one point side's also Tampa Bay minus nine and a half. I have a little different. I have a different take though, Tony Squares. Mm. Um, I do. You know, I can be a little selfish sometimes, and you know, talk about some of my uh, good fortune. Now, I do have a ticket on TB12, the goat at 14 to 1 to win MVP and would you guess that right now the odds on favorite to win the MVP would be Mr. Tom Brady. Mm. The reason I'm bringing this up is this. If you don't think that he's aware that he's in the lead for the MVP <laughs> and wants the MVP and his teammates want that MVP for him, you're higher than a fucking kite. <laughs> and listen, Tom Brady's not Sea Biscuit. Tom Brady is Secretariat, okay? He is going to get that lead, and he wants to stretch. He wants to get some lengths. He wants to come around that corner pole, and this is a game where he pads his stats. I truly believe this. This is a game they're going to be throwing on the one, on the two. He wants to stack touchdowns. He wants this MVP. doesn't hurt that in three inferior opponents this year. They beat the Falcons by 23. They beat the Dolphins by 28. They beat the Bears by 35. And the Eagles had some bullshit backdoor cover, plus a two-point conversion because no one cared for a backdoor <laughs> cover there. Tampa Bay, minus 9.5. I like it. Yeah, they're like, they're like an SEC team going against an out-of-conference opponent. They're going to pack the numbers on there. I like that a lot. Let's move on to the teaser, the teaser strategy. Now, the teaser, for those who don't know, is where you take a bet like Tampa Bay uh, minus nine and a half, and you get six to seven points of value on your bet. So we could take Tampa Bay, put them in a teaser. Now it's Tampa Bay minus two and a half. The trick is you got to take two of those bets time together and hit both of them in order to hit your teaser. I'm going to start off here because uh, I'm taking a teaser. I like doing this a lot. I like taking teasers with big favorites and putting it down where it just becomes a pick em. I did it in the Thursday night lean with Baltimore. I'm taking two teams. Not to win. No, no. I'm taking two teams to lose. I'm betting on the 31st worst team, according to DVOA, and the 32nd worst team, according to DVOA. Dallas, in a teaser, take them down to minus, point f or minus one. And Pittsburgh, in a teaser, take them down to minus one. Listen, Dallas is going to beat Atlanta. I don't know if they cover, but I know they beat Atlanta. And Pittsburgh is going to beat Detroit. I know people are saying Detroit's not going 0-17. This is the week they win. Did you see what Pittsburgh did to Justin Fields and how Justin Fields almost came back? Listen, I can safely say Jared Goff is not Justin Fields. T.J. Watt's going to get another three sacks this week, whether Taylor Decker comes back or not. Doesn't matter. Pittsburgh's winning. Dallas is winning. Two-point teaser. Dangles? I've also got Dallas as one leg of my teaser, Tony. I've got them in a six-point teaser down to two points against the Falcons. They're coming off a terrible loss to the Broncos. We talked about that. The score does not indicate just how badly Dallas played in that game. Again, I mentioned they didn't get on the board for 56 minutes of that football game. Um, and meanwhile, Atlanta has actually been playing better on offense over the last few weeks, despite Calvin Ridley's absence and relies pretty heavily on its passing game. Dallas, a bottom 10 team in terms of generating quarterback pressure this year. So I've got them uh, minus two. I don't think this is going to be quite that big. That eight, no, that, I, The Falcons are just always in the game. They're in every single game that they play. I do think Dallas pulls this out, but that defense has been kind of squishy the last few weeks. So I'm bringing them down to two, uh, crossing them over the seven and the three uh, for those of you math nerds out there. And I've also got the – I know, God, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this because I told myself I wouldn't do this again this season, but I'm betting – I. I am teasing the Vikings from three to nine against the Chargers. Um, I, I, I had thought about taking the spread, honestly, on the Vikings on one of my sides because all they do is like the Falcons play in, in close games, but I'm still kind of feeling the burn from those last couple times that I've bet on them and, and they've disappointed me. Um, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Dalvin Cook is going to play despite the legal issues he's dealing with, uh, and the Chargers' run defense is terrible. I think they're going to run him a lot on them, uh, and I think they will be within nine. It might uh, it might be a little closer than that, but I'm, I'm going to give the Vikings some padding. Shea for the Sharks. Dangs. I I don't think you should be whining about the Vikings tees. They have had six out of their eight games literally decided in the last minute. If they're getting three, that's the definition of a good team to tease. So I'm with you there. I was looking that way. Um, I can't do it against the Vikings, as you know, uh, with this show. <laughs> I, I, I want to start off this tease segment by offering a brief apology to our listeners. Um, 
I've stated two years, the teaser of the year, max units won't lose. Well, the teaser uh, last week lost uh, by 16 and a half average points. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't literally have a worse teaser uh, than having not only two outright losers, <laughs> teasing them down under the three, but uh, two losers by double digits. Holy Christmas. Um, so I'm going to offer our listeners a one-time bonus teaser. <laughs> you heard what I liked about uh, Baltimore. This is going to be a Thursday, Sunday night lean. This is just a bonus, guys, a bonus. I'm going to – this is a bonus play. This doesn't count for King of the Coast. Just a bonus. Did it again, Baltimore. Dangles. He did it again. Yeah, Baltimore <laughs> minus one, Oakland plus eight and a half. That's a bonus. This is my King of the Coast teaser. Guys, we're going down with the ship with Dallas. Uh, I am also teasing Dallas, which I don't like that all of us are on. It probably – given that they, they kicked us out of our survivor pool last week, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what this does yeah. for us. I don't really like it, but – <laughs> I don't think that the Cowboys are capable of a looking that flat or b losing to that Falcons team this week. Um, the Falcons were dead. I mean, the Falcons had such a sleepy first half, and then you know the Saints came back and 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 Matt Ryan to Cordell Patterson. By the way, Cordell Patterson, hell, hell of a year, man. Do you hear what he said about his mom uh, when he, when when they asked him about well, how can you play three positions? He goes, "If my mom can work three jobs, I can play three positions." Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, a great answer. I love that Dallas minus two is my first leg. And my second leg, I'm going to go, um, to that Cleveland, new England game. Mm. I'll talk about this total in a sec, but, uh, I do think this is a game very, very, very close to the vest, very conservative game plans, two coaches that are going to not want to put their quarterbacks in tough positions. So by the math, Cleveland getting two and a half, I like teasing to the three and the seven. I will tease Cleveland up to plus eight and a half Dallas minus two. That game. That Cleveland-New England game's tough because I thought about all these yeah. same things, and I really like betting Cleveland in that game, but betting Baker Mayfield to go to Gillette and do anything and against win, Bill Belichick is tough. But eight and a half, I like eight and a half. Exactly what stopped me. All right, let's move on to the two-point side. The two-point side, Dangles, what do you got? I'm betting on the Cardinals again. Minus ten and a half at the Panthers. I know this is a big number. They've won by 11 or more in their last the three of their last four games. We have the return of Kyler. Not sure uh, what's up with Hopkins yet. I think he's still uh, questionable. Didn't seem to matter last week uh, against the San Francisco team that I don't think is that much better than this Carolina team. I think Carolina is honestly worse. They have a good defense, but Carolina is also not going to be playing this game you know, to, they're going to be playing not to lose in this game with P.J. Walker. They might be doing that anyway if Sam Darnold was in, but they're definitely going to be playing not to lose. Uh, and I don't think you can do that against the best team in the NFL uh, whose court, best quarterback and MVP candidate is back playing this week. And they've proven again that they don't need their best players on the team to win. So I have them covering against the struggling Panthers team at minus 10 and a half. Dangles, we're going to have to put a couple of beers up, my friend, because no lie, my two-point side is. Love it. Listen, the weak link of this Carolina defense is their rush D. They don't do too well against the run. But if you look at DVOA, Arizona doesn't do too well running the ball. I know James Conner has a lot of touchdowns, but with no Chase Edmonds, I think Carolina equals that out. What, what Arizona struggles against is when Kyler has to move and has to use his feet. Now, he's amazing. He can do that. He's Superman. But if he has that little ankle tweak and he has to face Brian Burns, who also has an ankle tweak, thanks to your dirty quarterback, uh, Matthew D'Angelo Antonio. But also, you got Hassan Reddick coming on the side, too. I think they're going to be able to get to Kyler Murray, get him off his feet. And playing against the DeAndre Hopkins, who doesn't have the speed with a hamstring injury, playing against A.J. Green, who's coming off of COVID, playing against guys, Rondale Moore, coming off a of concussion. Arizona is limping into this game and the Carolina offense is 32nd in the league under Sam Darnold. Things can only look up with my guy PJ Walker and Christian McCaffrey back there and offensive lineman coming back from injury. Listen, I don't know if Carolina can win this game, but I do know that if Carolina loses this game, they're looking towards the draft next year, and they don't want to be doing that. C.J. Henderson coming back, Stephon Gilmore on the outside. I think they're going to do a lot of damage to this Arizona team and keep it close enough. I almost looked at the under here, too. I think it's a very low-scoring game, but Carolina plus 10.5 is my two-point side. Let's go, P.J. Walker. I believe in you when no one else did. <laughs> Drew, what do you got? Well, I'm going to file a complaint uh, on the West Coast Gamblers. We have to submit <laughs> these picks uh, to Tony Squares, the host. He gets up one fucking point on me. Uh, one point on the Sharp. The Sharp has two bad weeks, and he's copying my goddamn picks, Dangle. <laughs> Can you believe this asshole? He's copying my goddamn picks. I had two bad weeks, and he's copying my picks. Get him in early, guys, so I can do the stats. 
not true at all. Okay, so my two-point side is the Carolina Panthers plus 10.5. Tony, you're either getting smarter or you're cheating. The sharp but, and the square. We're here together. Yeah, exactly. Unity. But listen, hey, Unity. Tony, you're dead, you're dead right about Sam Darnold. I mean, maybe now you can finally admit that Sam Darnold – Statistically, he's honestly the worst quarterback in the history of football. I don't think there's ever stinks. been a worse one. He stinks. And, and so Just. the P.J. Walker thing, not only is he better, he, not only can he – he can only be better than what Darnold's done, he actually is mobile. And what you said, Tony, about, about Kyler, I think, you know, whether Kyler or my boy Colt plays, I mean, a hobbled Kyler is not a good Kyler. We've seen that story before. So – I'm Better than thinking, no Kyler. I, I would take I would take a healthy Colt, conservative Colt versus a hobbled Kyler. I really did. That, that like that's that, yeah. that's part of that's part of his game. I mean, we, we saw the le- week seventeen last year where he tried to run around, he was limping, he was terrible. Yeah. So I just think this is a game where the Cardinals have He's, no motivation to get any type of margin. I really don't. I think this is a game where, yes, obviously it's a it's a hefty spread. The odds of the Panthers winning aren't great. But unlike last week when he had a rah rah Colt McCoy backup quarterback division game i think this is a huge potential flat spot coming back home to arizona i love the panthers here getting 10 and a half for all the reasons you said tony great defense get mccaffrey back and again rule very very slow pace he wants to run the ball he wants to keep things close to the vest i, I like your analogy on the total tony i think this is a low scoring game we're getting 10 and a half points flat spot for the cardinals hobbled kyler almost was my brink struck bet but i will take Carolina plus 10 and a half. Well, again, this is an unplanned show, and I do ask these two idiots to send me their picks so I can get the stats for them. Uh, but I will say, Dangles, we've done lipstick on a pig before, but you're sitting mm-hmm. there as the solo man on this game. And if you're mm-hmm. willing to play a little uh, like we used to do on the playground for next week for our two-point side, we play a little shirts versus skins. The loser okay. of this bet needs to do their two-point side. Without a shirt on. Shirtless. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. Square, sharp, you in? I was born. I was <laughs> gonna say yeah. I was Why born not? in. I think I, I was think born you guys in. are massively underrating the Arizona Cardinals defense and the fact that the offensive line of the Carolina Panthers has uh, not done a good job protecting any quarterbacks this year and they are injury plagued and I think the Arizona pass rush, which has been very good, is going to feast. So I am excited for this. We'll see what happens. I've been good recently betting on the Cardinals. I've taken, I think, two of the last three weeks, and I've won both of those bets. Shirts versus skins. Arizona minus 10.5. Carolina plus Carolina plus 10.5. Let's go, TJ and PJ. Time for the total. The squarest bet we give out, <laughs> it's worth two points. I'm going to go first here. Um, oh, man, this one was tough. Uh, but I took a total last week. It was a low total, and I went under it, and it hit by 10 points. I think I'm going to do the same thing this week. Listen, Drew said it. He's bet, against, he's bet against Tennessee over and over again. He just keeps losing against them because – Something happened to that Tennessee team, not the Derrick Henry injury, not Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, but that defense has really come together and not only figured out how to pressure the offensive quarterback, but also on the back end with players like Kevin Byard, or however you say his name, a dominant, a dominant pass coverage force, making turnovers happen, making you work for everything you need to get. And they're playing the New Orleans Saints, who, uh, listen, I like Trevor Simeon. I don't like Taysom Hill. But that offense just isn't as powerful as it once was under even a Jameis Winston. Those wide receivers can't really get open. The deep threats aren't there. And Kamara is missing time right now with a mild knee injury. He's going to play. But again, as we said with uh, Kyler Murray, a weakened Kamara is not as good. I'd rather have a healthy Mark Ingram the whole time. New Orleans is first in rush DVOA and third overall in DVOA on the defensive side. I think they can stop Tennessee from getting bulk plays and getting big points. A.J. Brown's hurt. Julio Jones is hurt. There's a lot of injuries of all the skill position players here going up against two really good defenses. I'm taking the under 44.5 in the New Orleans-Tennessee game. I think it's going to be an ugly one. I don't know who's going to win. New Orleans could surprise us. I don't think there's a lot of points. Under 44.5, New Orleans, Tennessee. I don't even think both of these teams need to win. They're just going to try and get out without any more injuries. Uh, Dangles, 
Where are you going? I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we've already talked more than enough about this game, but you both mentioned that you like the under in the Cards-Panthers game, and I'm taking the under 44.5 points in that game for all for a lot of the reasons that you guys said. I do think that this is going to be a slow-tempo game. Uh, uh, Carolina's beat, offense, beat up offensive line struggling against the pass rush, um, and Arizona knows this is a game it should win and where it shouldn't have to mash the gas pedal to do it. I think they get out front early, just play conservatively on offense, let the defense work and slow down the tempo, keep the Panthers' defense on the field, and tire them out. I have the under in this game. Cards, Panthers, 44 and a half. Uh, interesting, to say the least, that you take minus 10 and a half and the under. But hey, dangles is going to dangle. I realize it's a big spread and a low total, and that's not, uh, you know, technically something that you would normally want to do. But I, I just, I have a lot of confidence in this Arizona team. Second uh, overall in DVOA, second in rush DVOA, or past DVOA, seventh in rush DVOA. It's a very good defensive unit. They're going to make the Carolina Panthers struggle. Shay for the sharp. Well, guys, it's the under week, and uh, for that reason, I'm also going to play an under. I'm going back to Foxborough here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to play the under 45 Cleveland New England game. I think probably my most excited uh, game to watch all week. Um, you know, Baker looked good last week. And I think Tony was about three years late on his uh, Ewing theory with Odell Bell- Beckham Jr. being better uh, without. F- really? Wow. Never, never heard of that one before, Tone. But listen, Baker clearly <laughs> is a better quarterback without OBJ. Um but this is not the Bengals' defense. This is not Zach Taylor. And the idea of Baker Mayfield going against the Bill Belichick defense is a little scary. Now, the idea of that front four for Cleveland rushing rookie Mac Jones is also a little scary. So I think the only way this bet could potentially lose is a scoop and score, a pick six, uh, turnovers uh, deep in their own zone. But I really do... Uh, think this game has a chance to not to, to potentially not even get out of the 30s. I think this is, you know, 21-17. I'm going to have a lot of action on this game. This is not my hot potato, Dangles. This is my Thanksgiving. Let's eat. What was the number? New England, uh, Cleveland under what? 45. 45. 45. We have an under 45, an under 44 and a half, and an under 44 and a half. Low points, baby, low points. It's time, though, to back up the Brinks truck. We've been doing pretty well on Brinks Truck Bets. All of us have been doing pretty well. In fact, Drew, you're six and three on Brinks Truck Bets. I'm five and four after winning the past few dangles. You've lost the past few. You're sitting there at four and five. But again, we will move forward. We will get better. Man, listen. I don't want to take this bet. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. The Los Angeles Chargers have one of the worst rush defenses in the league. And you're thinking they're going up against Minnesota, who has Dalvin Cook. He's one of the best running backs in the league when he's not in his own garage. Listen, he can run all over the place. But then I looked, and Minnesota's offense is actually, according to DVOA, football outsiders, 29th in the league at running the football. That's bonkers. That's ridiculous. 29th in the league, so I dug deeper. Dalvin Cook is 10th in running back yards, 10th in the whole entire league. In fact, when the running back from Minnesota Vikings gets to the second level, they're 8th in the league at producing in the second level. They're 3rd in the open field, these Minnesota running backs. How could they be 29th rush DVOA? It turns out that DVOA is something called stuff percentage. It's never good to get stuffed. And 25% of the time... (laughs) 25% of the time when a Minnesota running back gets handed the ball, they are tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Good for worst in the NFL. 32nd in the league in stuff percentage, Drew. So I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers to go in and beat the Minnesota Vikings. Minus three. I wish it was two and a half. I wish it was two and a half. I know Kirk Cousins has, has been sacked the least out of any starting quarterback in the league. I don't care. The Los Angeles Chargers are going to stuff those Vikings. LAC minus three. Dangles, where are you going? Well, look, last week the Jaguars did something that nobody thought they could do. They beat the Bills. That was huge, but it was a one-off. 
Jonathan Taylor is going to run circles around this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. The Colts lead the league in turnovers. Trevor Lawrence has thrown nine picks and has three fumbles on the year, and he's dealing with an ankle issue coming into this game. He's probably still going to play, but that may factor in. Trevor Lawrence uh, is. I would rather. I would rather have. Uh, I would rather have a hurt Kyler Murray than no Kyler Murray. I would not rather have a hurt Trevor Lawrence than no Trevor Lawrence. I am taking the Colts at minus ten to cover in this game that they play at home against the Jaguars. They are a far superior team. Drew, uh, what do you think Trevor Lawrence's stuff percentage at Clemson was? You know, I would think Trevor Lawrence did a fair amount of stuffing. Um, but depends also, on, I was just going to say, depends on the conditions that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's never it's never good to get stuffed. I'm gonna um, put that one away for um, future reference. But uh, thank you for educating us on stuff percentage and dangles. For the record, I really like that bet. In fact, it almost made my card because listen, Jacksonville, there's zero chance uh, that they can replicate what that freakish you know none like lunar eclipse happened last week. But did you see that Carson Wentz' wife is due any day? And uh, he said he did. He did verify he's playing, uh, even if she's in labor, even if the child's being born. Uh, just, just coming from that experience, might be a little distracting. So it kind of swayed me off first? that game. I don't know. I don't know. Um, did not but, expect Carson uh, Wentz to have a good stuff percentage. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. No. He he at least stuffed once. Good for Carson. Um, but uh, I do think. I think you're. I think you're on the right path there, Dangles. Uh, that might make my circuit card for sure. Um, guys, I'll make this short and sweet. My backup, the Brinks truck, uh, will be uh, the Vegas Raiders plus two and a half. Mm. Um, I think this. I think this. I almost made this a money line Love bet. Um, I'm, I, I will take the two and a half points. I do think the wrong team's favorite. I think this is a coin flip pick 'em game. I think there's something fundamentally wrong with Kansas City, and I do want to talk very quickly. Uh, Tony, what you said about the, the Vegas Giants game definitely wasn't their best effort. Vegas has traditionally been really, really flat in New York. And again, it was one bad Derek Carr throw that cost them six, seven points, I should say, pick six uh, plus an extra point, obviously. And, you know, listen, that's why they play the game. He threw the ball. Uh, the guy made a great play, but if he doesn't make that play, I think Vegas wins, and I think this game is a pick him. So I think we're getting good line value. Again, for all the things I've said, Kansas City's broken, going on past accolades, going on past um, performance, the Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill brand. Um, give me the Vegas Raiders well, I, I, plus two and a half. The brink you know what, what show was broken this show over the past two weeks but we've shaken off the rust and we've given you some winners here on this thursday week 10 edition of the west coast gamblers for tony cavallo for matthew dangles d'angelo antonio for shape of the sharp drew shape for crookston as the los angeles rams of the 70s always said stuff it and i'm sorry again mrs crookston dub c to the g west coast gamblers I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 